Um. <clears throat> God damn it. <clears throat> the, uh, um. Uh, uh, waste, uh, and, uh, uh, how desperately. Hmm. And, uh. Um. Yeah, um. It looks cool. <laughs> um. Hopefully, the, uh, you know. Uh, that. You can see how much, uh, uh. It. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Um. It. Um. But, uh, uh, right. um. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Game Go, a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we want to talk about. We're your hosts, Heybit Hero and Sonorith. Hello. Uh, I know I say this uh, well, the last two weeks, I've said it, but it's um, even more true this time. We have several pages of news for you. Several. Yeah, at least one, two. Uh, <laughs> That's what several constitutes. Uh, yeah, first uh, I want to talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2. If you don't remember, Beyond Good and Evil was this uh, cult classic PlayStation 2 game, right? It was that generation, not just PS2. Oh, right, yeah. It was, uh, on, it was Nintendo, on Xbox. It was on Xbox. It was on PC. I didn't know it was on Nintendo. It anyway, got Earl War. Uh, it died for a while, and now there's been talk of a sequel. And it seems it's being worked on in the dark. Michael Ansel, director and story designer of the game, uh, he said, he answered a, a question regarding E3. He said, E3 would not be the best place. We're working on the game, so you should hear about it sometime. It actually was E3 would be the best place, but they can't. Would it? Yeah, that's what I it thought was. he said it wouldn't. All right. Well, I guess I misread it. Sorry. Uh, but he's, yeah, expect something this year, which, you know, it's a few months. <laughs> Hopefully we'll hear something about it. Rumors are leading to a uh, 2018 release with exclusivity to the Nintendo Switch, which would be a pretty big direction to go in. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be a nice push for a uh, Nintendo product. Especially if you uh, you could use the camera with the uh, gyroscopic stuff. Yeah, in. being that the lead character in that game was like a, a photographer. photographer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hitman. Yes, yeah, uh, Square Enix <laughs> recently let developer IO Interactive go. We... Uh, we, div- we discussed that last week. Uh, but so it looks like Square Enix is still interested in keeping this franchise alive. Um, they're looking for prospective external investors capable of ensuring that these titles carry on. That's according to Square Enix's president, Yakuke Matsuda. Yeah, that's a kind of a nasty mess. I don't. I thought that IO Interactive still had the, the game, the title, no. the rights. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's the case. Still, publisher still has the rights to that IAP, and IO was just working for them. Yeah, and uh, they even let some people go last week, right? Yeah, they did. They suffered some layoffs. Uh, so. That was that was the first indication that oh, looks like we're not gonna keep working on Hitman then, huh? Yeah, this is uh, hopefully things get better for that developer, uh, or at least the people working for it. Maybe they'll find work somewhere else. In other news, Overwatch uh, Season 4 ended on Sunday, so if you didn't uh, place, you didn't get uh, any of those uh, competitive points, you can get uh, gold weapons with those. Finally got my first one. I got Roadhog's uh, weapon. Nice. That's cool because you can actually see it as opposed to some of the skins where you don't, you can see like the hands for them. Yeah. Um, Season 5 starts today or yesterday if we're uploading this on a Wednesday uh, after. Yeah, today being March 30th. Yeah. March, May 30th. May 30th. Um, M months, whatever. Yeah, but uh, also Overwatch related, they've been hinting at something related to the moon. They've released some images that seemed like uh, communications between the base on uh, horizon, on the Horizon Lunar Colony within the Overwatch lore. 
Uh, so we're not sure where this is going. There's uh, maps or animated shorts, maybe, or a comic that they could release. I'm excited for animated shorts. They do mention, uh, on top of Winston, there's another specimen named Hammond. Uh, Who was another monkey. Gorilla. gorilla. They mentioned that he was smaller. There, There's some references to a smaller to specimen. sizes. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll see him as a, a new character. I don't know. I don't know. Do we think we need two monkeys or gorillas? I don't mind. Who cares what it is? As long as it fills another role, it's fun. I don't yeah. care what shape it is. What, that's, dude, don't be species. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Jerk. Um, but yeah, hopefully we hear something soon from the moon. Rhymes. Yeah. TwitchCon 2017 happening October 20th, 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. It's going to happen at the Long Beach Convention Center, which is apparently fancier than it was at a... Uh, at the San Francisco Convention Center last wow. year or the year before. Yeah. That's what they're saying, which is one of the causes for the increase in price compared to uh, the years prior. Uh, online prices are going to be cheaper than getting them on site. Three-day passes are 159 online. On-site is 199 Sunday and Friday passes, well, Sunday or Friday, either day, is for $89 uh, online, 109 on site. Saturday pass, that one's going to have... Th- that Saturday is the main event, basically. It's, it's going to have all the main ad- attendance and uh, going to include uh, access to the TwitchCon party. So wow. that one runs for more. It's going to be 109 uh, online, 129 on site. Yeah, always better That's to get it pricey. online. You're going to get it sooner. You're going to get it you no know, lines for you. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna cool. attend. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go and see what's up with this. Looking at a couple other reviews and retrospectives of the event, people were saying good things. Cool. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's exciting. Uh, some fun times for everybody. Yeah. Last ever Japanese PlayStation Three has finally shipped. The no longer they're taking it off production in Japan. They are no longer producing it. Wow. Um, this is according to a recent update on PlayStation Japan's website regarding their numbers. Um, their units are still being sold in other parts of the world. So the PlayStation 3 isn't done being sold. It's just the last Japanese PS3 has gone off the conveyor belt. They are closing that, done with re- producing Japanese uh, PS3s. The, uh, they're expected to cease production soon as well in the other parts of the world at sometime soon. And uh, the PS3 online services, we should expect those to go down sometime as well. Wow. They've been, they've been dropping some of their services little by little, but uh, people are talking about now, like, PlayStation Plus might get the axe soon. Wait, PlayStation Plus? For PS3, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, For yeah. PS3. Well, and it's, it's an account thing now, too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> not working at Sony. Wow, that's crazy. It's been, like, 11 years. Uh, when that when the PS3 came out, I was uh, how old? Like uh, twenty fifteen years old. When the PS3, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he was younger. He was eleven years younger. Man, that it's crazy that you can like think back to when these things first came out and just the memories that that come with that kind of uh, timeline. It's gross, and I'm upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they're closing stuff down, but Nintendo is increasing production. Uh, you know, close one window, open another door, something like that. Last production goal, uh, they reported. The Wall Street Journal reported that they had doubled their 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 production to 16 million. So they had 8 million before, up to 16. Turns out that that's even being increased even further by another 2 million. 
So by the end of, uh, I believe, March of the next year, they'll they'll be up to 18 million produced. And they're hoping that they'll be able to keep up with uh, holiday um, holiday demand. I think I read the word tantrum in, there, <laughs> in the report. Uh, I think they said they didn't want to have, you know, customers freaking out because they couldn't find the console to play <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey on. I didn't see that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was in quotes, so that might be directly from Nintendo. Um but yeah, I mean, the console is selling very well. Clearly, the Nintendo's, you know, this is a hit. I'm loving it. Hate, actually. Um, he got his, he, he got a Switch, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, my sister actually uh, was kind enough to actually attain a second one for me. She's going to, it's going to be shipped to her. I'm going to pick it up soon. Probably, I think tomorrow they ship. Oh, or man. They, they, they arrive tomorrow. Sweet. So tomorrow being yesterday when this podcast <laughs> is uploaded. No, tomorrow would be today when the podcast is. Anyway, point is, Hate's going to have one. Probably Mario Kart, right? I don't know. Now i got to figure out this Back to the Future stuff. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so just don't warn us about it or it won't happen tomorrow. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully... You know, it continues to sell very well, especially with Super Mario Odyssey coming out um, near the end of the year. ARMS uh, is coming out in a few months, and Splatoon also. So they've got a solid lineup coming up. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, this production increase isn't coming from nowhere. There is, a, like, the they're sell- they were selling out everywhere. <laughs> demand is high. Um, PlayStation free games out this month. This month? This uh, month. PlayStation Pl- Plus's free games for June have been leaked in Turkey. Ah, okay. Yeah. So the June games are going to be uh, Life is Strange from Square Enix and developer Don't Not Entertainment, as well as uh, Killing Floor 2 by Tripwire Interactive. Um, yeah, enjoy those. Kill, Killing Floor 2 is a pretty fun time. Grab a couple of friends, shoot a bunch of uh, undead things. Fun yeah. times. Those are just the PS4 games, so uh, we'll update next week when the uh, other games are revealed because they have Vita and PS3 games still. Mm-hmm. Um, in Nintendo news, Monster Hunter Double Cross has been announced for the 3DS and Switch in Japan. They haven't been announced for the U.S. yet, but considering how well I think uh, Monster Hunter Cross sold, or Generations as it's known here, uh, it would be kind of silly for them not to. That's being developed and published by Capcom. And if you buy the 3DS and Switch versions, you can swap your data across them. Okay, so basically two versions of the same game and the save is compatible across the that's two. fantastic you can also i believe you can also play if, if you have the 3ds version i have the switch we can play together that's that's pretty f- freaking cool yeah i was able to um when i had the wii u version uh, monster hunter 3 was, was that was old oh, 3g i think or 4g i don't know uh <laughs> i would get the, the wii u version my friends would have their 3ds's and i would be able to host a party for us I think I even went to Denny's across the street from school once. They let me plug the Wii U into the ceiling outlet. Wow. And um, we were able to play while we were eating. Nice. Yeah, that Denny's was pretty dope. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Denny's. Give us free food. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the uh, I'm waiting for the announcement because that's a game that I want for this Switch, especially considering how portable it is. Uh, another Switch game is coming out soon. Yes, yeah, Sidebar Games developer just came out, what, like... They created their Twitter, Twitter April is, yeah. of last, last month. Golf Story looks like any other action-adventure game, but golf is the main driving force behind everything you do. Uh, characters are going around literally golfing, golf club in hand, 
balls flying everywhere <laughs> while they're going off doing like regular adventure game stuff, talking to people, picking up missions, dropping off items. It this is a I don't know what to make of it. It looked a lot like Stardew Valley, just golf edition. <laughs> it, yeah. It looked just as crammed with sprites everywhere, but then also like you were mowing a lawn at one point in the uh in the uh in the trailer. Yeah. I don't know what what to expect out of this. It, it really does feel like they're just okay, let's just make any other adventure game but make it about golf. It looks cool. I, I'm interested in it. There's a scene where you get into a Twan boat, those ones you pedal. Yeah. And then the guy golfs from that onto an island. So I'm yeah. not sure. Like, it's going to go everywhere. Yeah. And he even knocks a golf ball through fire into an ice, like a glacier looking thing to melt yeah. it. So It's I mean, weird. I don't know what to think of it. I want to play it. I yeah. do want to play it. And we reached out to Sidebar about some of the uh, details of the game. We'll hear back, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll we don't know, know who their publisher is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's them. We'll see. We'll, we'll let you guys know. Uh, GTA Online, um, developed by Rockstar, as most of you know, um, they're adding gun running in uh, in June next month in June. Um, so they add they added uh, they've added a lot to this game online, not not to the five the base game, which I mean I'm not I don't have a problem with. I can play with my friends. Um, they've added the ability to create a corporation where it's you and three other friends doing. Uh, you're basically stealing like counterfeit TVs or money and then selling it. Or you can create a motorcycle clubhouse and uh, you'll drive across the country doing stuff to earn money. This time they're adding bunkers across the uh, the, the city? The county? The, the world. Yeah, the world of GTA Online. You can buy a bunker. It's probably going to be pretty expensive and then you'll be able to it, it's said to be like a mix between the CEO and the motorcycle club stuff where you're going to be stealing armored vehicles or weapons and then you can sell them later. Uh, they usually drop on a Tuesday, these updates. Um, so people think it's going to be a week from today. So it'll be June 6th. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll update when it actually drops. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And it is free like all their other updates, which is amazing. Lost Sphere is coming out. Uh, same devs as I Am Setsuna, publisher Square Enix. It looks to be in the same vein as uh, I Am Setsuna, which seeked to be in the same vein as Chrono Trigger, but uh, also it doesn't seem to be so focused on trying to uh, be a game it isn't. Looks like it's going to be another throwback RPG, JRPG. It, it looks more like its own unique thing. Yeah, the game seems to be focused on memories. There's actually a literal fog over most of the world, and there's some scenes where the characters are, like, dispelling that fog, and one character even reacts like he didn't know that that was there before in, like, the town, even though there is, like, a pathway leading into it. I saw in an interview where he somebody mentioned that games like this are memorable because of the setting and the story and right. the characters, and that apparently I Am Setsuna didn't have too much of any of that. In, it was uh, a lot of snow, from what I hear of everybody. The music was good. Everything else was subpar. And so it looks like they were learning from these mistakes, and they're trying to fix it, basically. I am Setsuna 2.0. Yeah. Um, I heard the gameplay was fine. Um, and if they do add a great story and characters, and I can imagine it'll be a, an, an instant classic. The gameplay is where I heard uh, it was most reminiscent of Chrono Trigger. Trigger. Cool. And people enjoyed the crap out of that. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. But it got kind of bland, I guess, after a little while. Maybe if you care about the characters more, it'll stay interesting. Maybe. All right. Uh, Friday the 13th, developer Ilphonic being published by Gun Media. This is a game that uh, you're playing as Jason 
or a counselor. It's 1v7, so there's one Jason, seven counselors, and he has to try to kill all of them before they escape. Uh, that release, it apparently got off to a rocky start. It came out the 28th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of disappointing. The online, yeah, it was difficult to find a match. Uh, sometimes there were connection issues where you wouldn't be able to kill a character because they glitched through a wall or something. Apparently, though, if you can get into a match, it's very fun. I've heard that despite the problems, that people are enjoying it. And the devs are very much aware, and they are reaching out to the community, letting them know that they're immediately going to work yeah, on this thing. They, they are letting everybody know, no, we, we're on it. We got the wrenches to the bolts. We're doing this. We're tightening stuff. Yeah. Let's and if, if they're being this communicative, I can imagine that they'll get this fixed in no time. I read somewhere that the, uh, the open beta had 5,000 people in it. Right. And so they're tweaking their numbers, saying, okay, we're going to prepare because this is only on PC. We want to open up to other consoles, so we're going to put it up to 30,000, the expected server load. Within 20 minutes, 75,000 people were trying to play the game. <laughs> Jeez. I think I even read that some stuff was melting on their end because of the stress and the, the heat. and the out- Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, man, I can't imagine being in that situation. But that, that yeah. People seem to enjoy it, so hopefully when they get it fixed, everyone else jumps in and it becomes uh, another, you know, fun game. Unlike uh, Evolve, I think, had some issues and then it just and never it took never, off. Yeah, they just decided to abandon the crap out of that, didn't support it, left it alone, just let it to die. <laughs> yeah, and then the abundance of DLC was also an issue. Yeah. You had to buy, like, all the little skins, which is really dumb. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 2, the Telltale game, sorry, uh, sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, Episode 2, is going to be released June 6th. That's next Tuesday. It's going to be called Under Pressure. And if you watched us play it, well, then you can come back because we're going to be playing it also on here. As soon as we download it, as soon as it's available, we'll get it, we'll have it, start streaming it. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoy it. We're going to start covering the Humble Bundles every week. But hey, Pit Hero and Sonnerth, you ask, what is a Humble Bundle? Humble Bundle is a charity-based bundle of games. Uh, You pay what you want, and you get a set amount of these games that usually have a theme. They cycle them in and out. Is it every week or every two weeks? Uh, There's two running, and every week one of them will go out and another one will come in. Yeah, this one's the uh, Adult Swim Humble Bundle. Yeah, so plenty of the Adult Swim games that they have up on their site, they're going to be included here. As of the time of this recording, the average was $6.44 to get everything up to the $12 tier. Another thing to know about these Humble Bundles is they're separated in tiers. So for pay what you want up to $6.44, you're going to get small radios, big televisions, Wasted, Westerado, and Volgar the Viking. That one looks cool. I, I saw some gameplay. It looks like it's like Castlevania almost, but difficult. It's well, More difficult. <laughs> it's classic. I play. I did play it, and uh, imagine Castlevania's theme mixed kind of with a uh, ghouls and goblins, a whole oh, like upgrade thing, like, yeah. tra- and and how like how dire it is to keep those yeah. those up- upgrades with you, along with you know classic arcade like platformers where it is gruelingly difficult to just make your your way from the left side of the screen to the right. Yeah. Yeah. Is Volgar the Viking was pretty fun. And that's for pay what you want. You can literally give them ten cents. No, I tried that once. You minimum have to pay at is least a dollar. Minimum is a dollar. And then up to the average. And then yeah, which like we said is six forty four right now. And uh going through the average you're gonna get Duck Game. That that game is crazy uh positive on uh Steam. Uh Rise and Shine and Headlander. Headlander is the one that I'm most interested in for this. 
you play as a head with the body, and it sounds like a normal game. And then I saw a point where you duck behind cover, remove yourself from the body you're using, and you steal the body of uh, somebody shooting at you. So it, it reminds me of that Swapper game for PS4 where you can sw- switch bodies. At the, I don't know if it was only PS4, but yeah, Swapper. I, I haven't tried it yet. It's, it's been out, though, so I should look up reviews for that. And then the last tier is a $12. Well, no, I'm sorry. The last tier to get new games is $12. You can get a game called Glitter Mitten Grove. Rain World and Frog Fractions 2 which yeah. looked like a learning game but then the trailer like got like hacked and there was some weird no, conspiracy stuff Frog going Fra- on. Frog Fractions if you don't know you need to go know. Go find out. Go <laughs> go watch a Let's Play of Frog Fractions 1. Make sure you have a friend and a, a blanket your security blanket Whoa. because things are going to get crazy and weird. Alright. <laughs> but those two games, they're they're hilarious as hell. They are surreal as hell. They are the the name is completely misleading. Yeah, no, it, I can it is tell. completely intentionally misleading. <laughs> uh, I'm looking though. forward to Rain World. I had never heard about it before until looking up this thing, and yeah, it looks freaking beautiful. Just a nice nice platformer, beautifully illustrated backgrounds, uh, very nice smooth animation on what like looks a like a some kind squirrel? of white ferret or something. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I am definitely going to be doing Rain World at some point, going to be streaming that. That was great. The and, last uh, tier, yeah, you this, don't get a game. I don't know that they usually do four tiers, do they? Uh, if, some, if there's a physical thing, they usually they will. Well, on this one, it's going to be 25 bucks. We'll get you the Duck Game White Duck Plush, a physical plushie. So if you like Duck Game and you love it enough to get a white pl- duck plush for twenty five dollars, that game that. that game had kind of a rabid fan base. Is it, it looked bizarre and fun, but uh, just to note, the humble bundle is a charity kind of event thing they do. So when you buy the games, you can decide where the money's going, either to developers or a specific charity within a small selection of them. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of nice. I usually give the money to the developers. Yeah, you can get really super specific. If you don't, if you just don't want to support charity, you can also give it to the developers. <laughs> if you don't want to support the developers, you can give it all to charity. Yeah, and then you can even see the uh, top donors. Mostly, when we looked, it was all 25s because I guess a lot of people wanted the, the plush. And you can see how much... Uh, money the entire thing has earned so far. And it was already up into thousands of dollars and we checked it like 30 minutes into the the, the new bundle. So apparently it's very successful. Uh, if you want to check it out, go ahead. It's humblebundle.com and uh, it'll run for two weeks. And next week a new one will replace the other one that's, that's out right now. Another uh, Nintendo piece of news, they're pretty popular this week. Uh, blue shells in Mario Kart are don't seem to be working in some cases, uh, specifically online. Occasionally, we saw a GIF where Link was in the lead. He was about to hit by a he was about to get hit by a blue shell. Yeah, and then it immediately like warped back and hit second place. Uh, psych. Peach. Um, yeah, apparently it's because of uh, some ping issues, like latency. If uh, if your ping is too high, then it won't register you as being in first or second place. Right. So it'll like hit the wrong person. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it'll animate and everything will look like it's a, it's about to hit the first guy, but if the ping check happens after the high latency kicks in then you're not going to have been registered to the uh to the blue shell you will not have been registered in first yet and in those few <laughs> frames it'll switch up from being animated to just about hitting you to going on over and smacking the guy in second place who you had just passed and shouldn't be getting hit 
Yeah, that sucks. Hopefully they fix it. It hurts to get hit by that thing in first place, let alone, like, not even deserving it in yeah. second place. <laughs> like, no, I did the right thing. I backed up. First place is supposed to get hit. That's yeah. terrible. I yeah, felt hope- so bad for that peach. <laughs> Hopefully they fix it. A big piece of news, the big the big uh, kahuna this week is yeah. Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5 got announced recently, and we, people are making a big deal out of it. We mentioned it last week, but there wasn't really any reveal of it. Just the... the there was that trailer reveal, but that was it. No yeah. real announcement, no real information. We got a lot more now. It's coming from Ubisoft, like the other games in the series. You uh, This time you get to play as a customizable deputy sheriff. You actually get to change their gender and skin color. We don't know yet if the character is going to have a name, uh, which I would imagine they wouldn't if you're going to be able to change it. Yeah, Otherwise, you'd have to name them something gender neutral. You're going to be fighting a basically like a cult. But, like, the religious, um, how do I say this delicately? We're not, we're not talking about people in hooded robes going. Yeah, you mentioned last week. These are people that are just devoutly religious and are armed and dangerous. Uh, yeah. There's, um, there is supposed to be some political, um. Yeah, I think so. Some political, uh, uh, uh what are we going to say? Undertones? Yeah, um. It, it. They said that they're this group is going after people that are on hard times and like want someone to save them, basically. So it kind of reminds me of the uh, political climate last year, you know, around the election. But it's set in modern times and as opposed to like primal, and it's set here in the U.S. instead of uh, what was it, the island, the Rook Island. Uh, I'm not sure three. what I, I didn't get to play the the other Far Cries. This yeah. one I am gonna jump on. It's set in the fictional Hope County. Yeah, and that's the, Western the weird thing is that it's not somewhere far away. You know, some people live in Western Montana and they're going to play this game and be like... These games all start out with you going on vacation somewhere, don't they? Or you're at a resort? In the third game, you were on vacation and got kidnapped, you and your friends. Uh, in the fourth game, you were scattering your mother's ashes back in her home, her home country. Okay, but you're traveling out abroad. You're, you're, you're yeah. out and about on those games. This is the first one that seems like we're going to set a story in the U.S. in local soil yeah. and then have you go investigate it. It doesn't seem like it's incidental this time. It's like you were supposed to be here. Yeah, um, although I think you do get called into this situation. Um, the big reveal is that the whole campaign will be co-op this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you it, you could play co-op in the fourth game, but it was only open-world stuff like taking over a fort or something. It It was nice, but it wasn't, you know, it was a... Half measure, I think. Co-op campaigns, like like featured co-op campaigns. From the beginning, apparently. Those what are been fun. Reading. Those are good times. Yeah, uh, this was this one is supposed to have the most vehicles and weapons in, than any other uh, Far Cry game, and uh, that includes planes. You're going to be able to fly like a biplane, and there will be dogfights in the air with other planes. Hopefully, they they pull that off well. I know that. That can't be easy to do, and especially no. like I can't imagine you getting too high up in the air. It's a little contradictive too, uh, considering that in the other games you're straight up in like a whole like country and doing whatever the hell you want. This one's localizing it down to what is like about a county. I don't know how many miles of I, I don't know how big the map is. Yeah, but it I just can't. seems funny that that mode of transportation is now available in what seems like. A smaller venue. A smaller, yeah, exactly. Like, in the other, in three, it was a bunch of islands. In four, this is a whole country. That would in, be way more appropriate. This time, it's a, it's a small county. The other one you were in the past, why is the county you be able gonna to fly be, there? Is the county bigger than the country? I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the map is big. I think it said it was the biggest one yet. Uh, Ooh, hopefully, well, it's, I mean, it's full of enough things. That's, that's weird. 
But uh, anyway, you'll be able to hunt. Fishing is going to be introduced. <laughs> I think you'll be able to use rifles and uh, other stuff that you might see uh, in, in a hunting, well, in America, instead of, you know, going out with bows and arrows and taking down a honey badger. Right. Um, animal familiars will be recruitable to some degree. They mentioned bears and mountain lions, which kind of seems like out there. In yeah. Primal, that was a thing specifically because of a part of the story. It's kind of weird modern day to be like, oh, yeah, no, Joe just go, uh, tamed a bear the other he day. He just gave it meat and pet it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other familiars that's going to be included is dogs. That, see, that I understand. Yeah. The feature that they're going to have specifically is taking the guns away from the enemy. I don't know if they're bringing it back to you or just disabling them from having their whatever gun they have at the time. That's imagine, pretty sweet. I can't imagine the dog would just drop the gun there just for him just to pick it up again. For dog meat, go. No, no <laughs> bring it back. What are you... D- <laughs> uh, and you're also going to be able to recruit your own militia. You can have up to three guns for hire. I imagine that'll drop to two if you have a friend or maybe you can even get four people in on the game. Oh, man, that'd be kind of sweet if it's just they fill up those spots. Yeah, so um, uh, we'll see. we'll see more... We'll reveal more when uh, when it gets revealed. <laughs> yeah, in any case, those are pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and they're even releasing it, like, next year in February, I believe. And so it, it seems like they're really going to take their time with this instead of just revealing it and then releasing it in September. If you haven't seen the reveal trailer, by the way, they do a lot of work with some drones, and it's really cool stuff. Like, they, the flybys that they do with those, that they just look really cool. You guys owe it to yourselves to watch it. It's just, what, less than a minute, the first yeah, one? Yeah, it's like 40 seconds. And even the second one that we watched, which was like two, three minutes, great stuff. I'm, I'm very excited. As someone who hasn't touched a single Far Cry, this one is the first one that is, like, calling out to me, especially because of that whole, like, Jonesboro-type cult, not exaggerated religious cult. It's yeah. great. So I tried out the arms test punch this weekend. How was that? That's something I was excited for. It was pretty cool. Uh, the motion controls feel a lot better than expected. There's some small gripes I had with it, but um, for the most part, it's it's cool. Um, I tried out Helix, the DNA-looking guy. Yeah, uh, Ninjara. Yeah, Ninjara, Mummy Master, and Mechanica. And they were all pretty cool. Mechanica and Mummy Master were um, Were they large. the only ones available? Yes. Oh, no, okay. no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. There was also Ribbon Girl and uh, Springman. I want to say that. Oh, and Min Min. I tried her out once. Okay, She's a ramen. Right. Uh, so how many more times are you going to lie to me? <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, um, there's another test punch this weekend. There's very specific times, like we mentioned. Check yeah, it out on the website. Yeah, those are odd. Do you know what's up with that? I think they want to try to get a fair spread of, like, who's up at the time. and Just I'm not sure. Yeah, it's week. weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, yeah, I tried it. It was one hour each time. I tried it two or three times. And uh, the characters were pretty fun. He looks, he, he's very stretchy, so, like, his jumps look weird. He, he kind of stretches to a place and then pulls the rest of himself along. Okay, I got When you. you let go of the jump button. Right. Uh, similar with a dash. Each character has their own little thing. Like, the bigger characters, like Mummy Master and Mechanica, they don't flinch just from getting punched once or twice. Right, they're heavy. And then the punching, if you curve your, you know, if you rotate your wrist after you punch... The, the punch will curve in that direction. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. So, like, if you throw a grab by punching with both at the same time... But you turn And then you turn it. both of them away, it'll widen the area for you to grab. Oh, it, nice. The grab is countered with a punch, though. So if they just punch, like... Either... If yeah. they You mean if they hit you or if they punch the They just have to away. punch through the middle grabbing, like... Area. Can you can you go around it? Can you go no. around? The, oh man, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they want to make it fair, you know. <laughs> um, 
there was it, it would throw me into a lobby basically with like 10 people mm-hmm. and then it would just match you guys up and you can see who's fighting who while you're waiting and uh, it shows you like how much time is left in their match I think I think it shows you how much health each person has okay and then there's regular fighting there was volleyball also or called v-ball oh yeah yeah and then next week I believe they're replacing that with the hoops which is basketball it was pretty cool and kind of frustrating when it was like a three-man free-for-all and two of them were just ganging it up on you Oh. Or worse yet, when one person's just hiding in the back while you're fighting one, and then they just come and clean up afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's also, like, two-on-two or four-man free-for-all, I believe. Uh, and then one-on-one was, of course, my favorite, just because it felt like the most, this is what ARMS is. Okay. If you're fighting multiple opponents, though, there's a button, you push, like, X to change targets, but it's kind of hard to, like, reach when you're, you know, holding it like a boxing glove or, you know, like a fist. Uh, but it was cool. Uh, hopefully they add more... That you were earning money as you were playing, but there was nothing to pick, spend the money on. Yeah. I'm assuming you can buy different gloves for different characters. Right now, each character only has three, but it looks like you can unlock all of the characters' gloves for every character if you if you buy if them. If you just buy them. Like I like Helix, so I want the stretchy, but I also want the ability to throw like a boomerang, like um, I believe Mummy Master does. Right. Or not Mummy Master, sorry, Ninjara. So, oh, okay. So okay. you'll be able to mix and match the the your the gloves that you like with the characters' abilities that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I'm not sure if it's worth the full 60 bucks yet. I'll try it again next week, and uh, maybe I'll have a better idea. I've been on Lisa, and that game Ooh. is rough. Um, it's a it's an RPG made in the uh, RPG Maker engine, available on Steam. You can get it. Um, it's the a trilogy. It's now a trilogy. I wasn't aware of that. I grabbed it because I had seen Donkey actually do some uh, some footage on it. I liked it. I thought it looked reminiscent of Earthbound. <laughs> and then I started uh, playing it, and sure enough, yeah, you're riding... <laughs> most of the game, you're riding around on your bike, just like Ness would. Yeah, it's just... It is disturbing. You start out as, you know, you're just a kid getting beat up for stealing a ball or something like that by some bullies. <laughs> and uh, you walk on home, and your father, Marty, is not happy about the fact that you're beat to crap comments on it, throws a bottle at you, and sends you to your room. Does it miss or does it hit you? No, it totally hits the kid. Oh, he starts man. crying in his room, and then it fades to black there, comes back, and now you're... The neighborhood you were walking around looked like just any other suburban neighborhood, except yeah. for your house kind of looked like crap. When you wake up from that point, you go to your room, cry, flash black forward. out, flash forward all of a sudden, and everything is... Apparently, there are no women. Apparently, there, there are no women in the world. And uh, your main character finds a baby who is a female. You have no idea where the hell the kid came from, but you absolutely can't let anybody know that you have what might very well be the last female there. You're, he's being a nice guy. Like, legitimately, not <laughs> like people complaining that they're nice guys. Yeah. He's, he decides to, to take the baby into his hiding into hiding and it only goes well so for so long like you know you can't keep a kid in hiding for that long they're going to get curious about the world sure enough she got out at some point word got out that she was there and their camp gets attacked and so basically the game is uh brad the main character trying to get back buddy which is who who he calls uh, the girl it's so weird the the things that they kind of make light of, joke about, and oh t- and subjects that they touch on. Like, they're, they're we still don't yeah yeah like there's just 
I can't talk about the the boss fight really without making some kind of spoiler. But yeah, there's some part where you fight some psychologically phallic, horrible thing. Yeah, I was kind of cringing. Uh, it it's weird in the way that it handles the pretty bad things uh, in different tones. There, at one point, there's an orphanage that this guy's just looking after these five kids. And he turns around to talk to you, and the one of the kids lights a match. He's like, oh, you shouldn't be playing with matches. He's about to, like, take it away from him, but then he's like, oh, wait, I'm still talking to this guy. Uh, so he's talking to you, and, oh, no, I'm sorry. Then he lights the match, and he's like, oh, give me that bucket of water. Yeah. So you grab the bucket, and he throw, you throw it on the kids, and it turns out that's a bucket of gasoline. <laughs> so he's like, not that bucket. You fool that one. And then the camera pans up to another bucket way up, you know, on a cliff. The- so you go and grab it while the kids are just on fire, like, not just silently burning. And then you bring it down and there's ash by the time you come back. So he's like, this is the most, the second most tragic day of my life. Yeah, that's the second most tragic day of my life. So that's, it's played for laughs. And it, it, if you think about it, it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's weird how it, 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 these serious events go, they, they, they take on all emotional ranges. They make you, some of them are make you laugh like that. You killed five kids by accident there. And but yeah, you're definitely supposed to be laughing when the punchline is delivered that this is the second most tragic thing that happened in my life. Where I was definitely like rolling around laughing. But then there's this other point, this r- where the tone really changes. You get caught off guard, and you have a kid with you, and they take a lead pipe to that kid. And even though in one scene you just saw those four kids, uh, four or five kids, <laughs> who cares? They're just kids. <laughs> when you see those five kids get literally burnt to ashes, and it's played oh, no, it for a punchline. Six kids. Six? I said six lumps of ash. Remember? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> oh man. But so after seeing six kids burn and them using it as a punchline in this other scene, you see a kid get hit with a lead pipe used as a for a ransom and you the the tone is extremely serious you do not feel anything funny i i i my eyes widened my mouth was open agape like oh my god i can't believe i just saw that like yeah i was cringing that's one of the i'm not gonna say good things but that's one of the they do it well considering how simple the graphics are yeah it doesn't look like it's being disrespectful and just trying to be shock value it's this is telling you a story it's capturing that same kind of weird there's a seriousness behind the cuteness of all the sprites and everything like there was in earthbound that i yeah. keep feeling is like pulling me in and making me want to finish this game i think that because i think the graphics i think the game handles these situations better because the graphics are like so simple like you said it's not for shock value this is like they're conveying the seriousness of the situation in sprites like yeah in, in, in not very detailed like they're, they're they're you know you can tell they're human but it's not like it's a realistic face or a facsimile of a human being um so i think that's definitely one of their biggest strengths and there's even allusions to like you know child molestation and it's freaking yeah, horrible that's where like, it gets really dark is uh part of the subject matter is that you there's some conversations that allude to it, and you're trying to protect things from happening. It it just it, it does get kind of dark. It takes on some serious tones. It's weird to say that I cannot wait to keep going through this. This is apparently a trilogy now. If you haven't played Lisa, give it a watch. Try it out yourself. This thing gets it gets sad. It gets weird. It, like I said, a bunch of men looking for the last woman on earth for exactly the reason that no one wants to say, but exactly the reason you know. And this is a girl, like she's not a woman. This is a girl that they're all searching and hunting for. 
it's just such it's, a... It feels horrible to even talk about it, but it's like the game is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. The guy was not the best at coding this. There's plenty of bugs in it. Uh, it, it breaks, like, every every session I played, it in some way broke to the point that I needed to start or, or close the game, but thankfully, you know, save points are, are well distributed, but it's telling a damn good story, and I don't want to stop. I, I can't wait to get through it and see how this thing finishes. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if this is going to have a terrible, horrible, like, gut-wrenching, depressing, depressing ending. I'm not going to be surprised if there isn't a happy. good ending or a happy ending at the end but I'm gonna be I am gonna be glad that I went through it regardless of how it ends damn it I can't recommend <laughs> Lisa more the graphics are garbage it's 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 RPG maker gra- uh, graphics they look reminiscent to Earthbound a, li- a bit better more like uh, Mother 3 in the in the they, these characters look like they fit right in there along with the chimeras that were so often found in that game I don't know what else can be said about the game. The sound, be careful with it. Oh Some my sound God. effects are incredibly loud and obnoxious. Piercing. I'm still sitting through it because, yeah, the game is is still pulling me in. It's quote-unquote story, which, I mean, it's... Damn it. Oh, man, there's even a scene where some guy... You're running people over in a bulldozer, again, for comical effect. Oh, my God. Somebody finally stands up to you in his own bulldozer. He's like, this is my time to shine. This is what your life has been leading to. And it goes into a flashback as to how he was a child who wanted to be a, uh, a bulldozer driver like his dead parents. And <laughs> he graduates. They give him the wrong diploma. So it turns out he didn't really even earn it. And then he accidentally kills his wife instead of saving her <laughs> in a bulldozer-related accident. And then he dies to you immediately. Like, it just, it's sad. But, like, just the way that they play it off, it's, it's it's comical. They use death in all sorts of different ways in this game. And uh, even permadeath for your characters. Oh, man. There are so many different ways to lose your guys. But it's great because you... I don't know how many there are in total. But, I mean, I've lost about five or six oh, main Jesus. characters already throughout my playthrough. I have had no real intention of trying to go get back. Some of them are retrievable. But you end up finding other guys that will just take another slot in your in your party and they usually end up working out that duck geese oh my is, god geese is awesome yeah he he'll peck an opponent and just explode yeah <laughs> a head, he, he falls head first and then an explosion yeah it, it's a great game definitely worth how much how much is it it's uh 16.99 for the lisa complete edition and that comes with lisa lisa the joyful which is a sequel dlc and the original soundtrack plus art collection you can get the base game for 10 bucks, and then the downloadable content of uh, Lisa the Joyful will cost you $4.99. Yeah, uh, definitely worth it, I think. The game is developed by Dingaling and produced by Dingaling Productions. Is it Productions? Yeah. yeah. Which I'm assuming is just the same guy. He used uh, RPG Maker to release it. And it is an RPG, as you can tell from that uh, name. Game's coming out soon, all this week. Wednesday, May 31st, we're going to have Damascus Gear Tokyo Battle HD Edition for PS4. Thea, The Awakening on PS4 and Xbox One. Tokyo 42 on PC on Xbox One. Yeah, and the day after that, Thursday, June 1st, will be the uh, Arcade Classics uh, Neo Geo Metal Slug 2. It's coming to PS4. And the game Bricks without the C in Bricks, PS4. It's weird spelling. Yeah, Friday, June 2nd, we have major release of Tekken 7. 
Woo! We've got uh, that's gonna be out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. You're covered unless you want it on Switch. The <laughs> Culling Xbox One Early Access, ACA Neo Geo: The Last Blade. Is that is that's the arcade classic, right? Yeah, it's another arcade classic. Arcade classic Neo Geo: The Last Blade a day after for PS4, and Energy Balance coming out for PS4 as well. And uh, next Tuesday, the day we record the next episode will be Kaladin Returns. This is Sengoku for PS4. Wipeout Omega Collection for PS4, Dark Rose Valkyrie for PS4, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Morrowind, the expansion, coming to Xbox One, PC, and PS4, and Dirt 4 will be coming to PS4. I almost thought that Wipeout Collection was uh, the game show and not the anti-gravity <laughs> oh, fast racing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 not Wipeout the show, no. <laughs> yeah, so those are the next releases coming out. So we finally got a reader question, or listener question, I should say. Uh, we got a question from Nikki. That I is, mean, we finally, of the millions, have selected a reader question. Yes, Continue. that's what I meant. We finally got a question good enough. No, um, this comes from Nikki, and it's not the same Nikki that bought a hates uh, Switch for him. This is my friend Nikki. All right, she asked, uh, when you're playing a game, what is an instant turnoff, and how much time do you give a game before you call it quits? Uh, that's a pretty good question. Uh, I was thinking, good question. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about it this week, and there's a lot of stuff. Some of it's kind of like small, but there's a lot of things that I'll that will just get me to stop playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you didn't like the Toads in Paper Mario, uh, Paper Jam. Yeah, I have recently accrued quite a bit of games on my 3DS: Mario, Luigi, Paper Mario, Paper Jam. That game, I was looking forward to it a lot. I really am a big fan of the series I have been since the get-go when I at first thought it was just going to be Mario uh, Mario RPG 2. It wasn't. It ended up being something different, and it was something great. I'm coming to the end of this series right now, like where we're, we're at right now with Paper Jam, and it's so disappointing to see that they have this feature where you have to collect paper toads to have them research uh, papercraft uh, mecha for you. It's a pretty cool feature of the game. The mecha fights, I mean. Yeah. But this paper toad business is disgusting. It is. <laughs> uh, it is. They are. They are forced mini games that aren't fights. That aren't anything that you really want to play the game for. It's nothing that really happens as far as uh, why you bought the game. You know, the mini games don't take advantage of the main features of yeah. this game. I don't know what what to even call them. They're like mini games, but it's more like you're just walking around looking for these toads. The whole premise is stupid. The toads are nervous, quote-unquote, and they're afraid to just comply with their heroes, the Mario Brothers and Paper Mario. And so they go hiding away from you. They run away, and they're looking for spots to hide, and, and they're hidden all around as normal objects they'll roll themselves up because they're paper to hide and camouflage and it's your job to go find them sometimes you have to round them up literally like like cattle (laughs) like there there is 20 of them so you have to herd them literally Uh, sometimes you have to sprint after them it's just so stupid all they want to do is be saved but the only thing they're doing is not that you know, is nothing conducive to be being saved. They run away from you. They hide. It doesn't make any sense. On top of that, to make these the barrier for progression, 
is just criminal when all I want to do in this game is fight a bunch of RPG battles with weird timing for their characters. That's the main... That's, yeah. That, to me, is the main crux of this game. Jump over, dodge, avoid, then attack with these weird mini-game type things. That's all great. That's all fun. The paper toad stuff is just in the way. It has nothing to do with RPGs. It has nothing to do with having fun. It has nothing to do with... It literally has almost nothing to do with the story outside of the fact that it is shoehorned in and makes it necessary for you to do. It's not a skill gate. So it's like the worst kind of thing to just put in the way of this of the gameplay of this. It's so far removed from why I'm I start the game when I play it. And yeah, the last I'm somewhere in some snow place in the game and and I don't want to go back to it. I'm I might not go back and finish it. Like Damn. I said there's not a lot of games that I abandon, but just cuz of that, that is such a dumb gameplay feature. It's it's not a gameplay feature. That is a gameplay detriment. Yeah, sounds like it. That's a pretty big deal for me though. It's just small things like presentation. If a game doesn't look good or it doesn't feel right, like it's something you won't notice if it's if it, you won't notice it if it's done right. But if it's off, then you that's all you can focus on. You know, like like Prey. It's a lot of fun. Those loading screens are just killing me now. Oh yeah, that's awful. Like. Man, if, if I stop playing the game, it's because of that. Because I don't want to sit there for, like, a minute at a time. Yeah, and, I mean, a minute doesn't sound that bad until you're sitting there waiting for a minute. Yeah. And then sometimes more. Um, It's also kind of frustrating sometimes just getting killed over and over again. Uh, not just in Prey, like in other games. Like, I know that's that's part of why some people don't get into the Dark Souls series or, or Bloodborne. Um. Because it's just not fun. And I think that's the most important thing a game needs to, to be. It's fun. Uh, when I'm playing Overwatch, if it gets frustrating, I step away from the game. If I'm playing... Well, I played Dark Souls 2. I stopped playing when it stopped being fun. Mass Effect Andromeda, I enjoyed it for a good while. I stopped playing it because it stopped being fun. And really, that's, I think, the way anybody would stop playing the game. Like, you don't stop playing the game that you really enjoy. But uh, it's just small things add up and make the game unenjoyable sometimes. Or just... Make it so that it's more trouble than it's worth. You know, the payoff to see the story through isn't worth the gameplay. Yeah, one of the turnoffs for me, like you were bringing up in Dark Souls, is the fact that it did. This isn't the only game, but animation canceling um, when it doesn't have it, when you really have to commit to every button press that you do, I understand the potential for appeal there. It's a different kind of playing, and it kind of makes it a bit more suspenseful, and it makes every one of your movements, you can say it, they mean more. What I really, really hate about those kind of games, though, is that I really don't feel that the avatar that I'm controlling in the game, which is supposed to be some kind of, not necessarily always a badass, but it, that body is definitely supposed to be way more able than mine. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, that guy does not weigh as much as me, and he doesn't have what I... He doesn't have an actual stamina thing. Like, he has an arbitrary bar, but until then, he can sprint fucking full speed until that thing is empty. I don't like it when that little guy can't do simple things I can do. If I have a big broadsword and I swing in a narrow hallway, it doesn't take me more than, you know, half a second to realize, hey, I'm not going to make this swing. I shouldn't do that. So I should be able to, like mid swing just stop all the momentum for that or at least once you're ready when you're readying the attack like 
up to that point, I would say that's... That's fair. Yeah. Maybe maybe give you some kind of poised position where you're ready to do it. I don't know. Something like that. But if I swing in a Dark Souls and I'm next to a wall and I happen to be right-handed, I don't know if you can even choose your hand. In it. You can equip different weapons to each hand. And if I didn't happen to equip my hand, my, my weapon on the left, that same swing that I'm going to do with my right is going to hit the wall on the right, and now I'm not going to get my swing in there. It, it never made sense to me. I it, it just ne- I don't know what the alternative is um, it, as far as, like, a developer doing the animation, but I don't... I've never, ever enjoyed uh, uh, something where you can't just maybe roll out or stop, maybe guard, something where you can stop the animation as opposed to just you swing, smack the smack a wall that's next to you. You know that you're going to smack it once you once you do the swing. That's the point at which you should be able to also cancel that animation to prevent that. And instead, you're just helplessly watching your guy do a miss animation. He's vulnerable, you get hit. It that has always been a big turnoff for me. It's why I I want to go and give the Dark Souls and Bloodborne series a try, but it's definitely why I didn't keep going the first time I played. Uh, Bloodborne was a lot faster paced. I think there was more. It wasn't that you would want to cancel the animations. They were just faster. Mm-hmm. So that might be up your alley. Okay. And then there was even the idea if you get hit, it's kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 where there's a health bar that's draining. Like this is how much you're losing. But if you're attacking them, you can get some of that back. Right. So right. it's definitely it promotes a faster like gameplay style instead of Dark Souls where you have to be really cold, uh, patient and calculating. Yeah. Um, yes. And like um, I said, that's for some people. Yeah. I, I'm, I also personally think the game is bad, but not for that reason at all. Another thing that will, like, just kill a game for me is if a game's unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it could be a multiplayer or single player. Multiplayer, uh, For Honor was a good example. There's one character in particular who was just very, very, very fast. And it just seemed... What type? Um, what do you mean? What, what was the name of the character? I don't remember. It was one of the uh, samurai types. She had okay. like, she had a Naginta or Naginata. I forget what it's called. But mm-hmm. um, basically in the game, if you, if somebody attacks you, you can block in that direction. Usually leaves them open for an attack. It wasn't the case with this character. They could attack, uh, you know, get blocked and then attack again right almost right away. It seemed. Uh huh. It it just seemed that the character was too fast to be fair. And even if you parried the attack, like they'd get knocked back too far for you to even lunge in and, and take advantage of it. Okay. So you successfully did your half, but yes. you still don't get the reward. Yeah. It, it just, and that was pretty, I think that was the only character I was consistently losing to, mm-hmm. and it just felt like something was wrong with it, you know? Uh, you mentioned Cookie Mama was broken, though, the multiplayer. Oh, yeah. When I played the first one on Wii, I was so disappointed because I had played the 3DS one first, and that was great. I had a great time with that one. I was super excited to show my friends the uh, the Cooking Mama on on uh, Wii, yeah, because specifically because of multiplayer. Yeah. So we start playing, and I almost immediately notice, I, I, at, at this time I was a game tester, I almost immediately noticed there's something wrong with the scoring in multiplayer. Two more rounds later, and I'm noticing that if uh, it doesn't matter how well you cook your meal or how what 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 the rating of your meal is, even if it's perfect, if you leave no time on your timer, you don't get that great a score or as good a score as you would if you were to just go ahead and fail every uh, mini game 
every cooking part, <laughs> every cooking segment yeah. in favor of the time. By doing this, you get a bigger time bonus. And that time bonus was almost always worth more than any perfectly cooked meal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So that ruined it real quick. I not only like it, it's okay. Okay. Now I know how to beat all these guys who have no idea how the scoring works. But also this isn't fun. This isn't why I wanted to play it. This is a not, this is not a good product. Having been released like this, it was upsetting. On top of that, if a game just isn't... I mean, a game needs to be pretty. It doesn't have to have great graphics. It just needs to do what it does well. Uh, like, if it has a bad interface, yeah, you, it's one of those things you're going to notice and it's going to bother you until something, you get Something rid of the game. basic can really ruin a game. Like, uh, the first time I tried to go through uh, Mega Man Zero ZX... Zero Man ZX Mega Man. (laughs) The first time I tried to go through that, I think a lot of people already know about how terrible their map GUI is. Instead of giving you just a straight up uh, effing map, you know, the tried and true 2D plane of, you know, locations and relative, you know, this is where you are, this is where you want to go. Yeah. uh, A checkpoint, something like that. I don't know, just landmarks drawn on a, a, maybe just, you know, a freaking napkin with a compass would have been more... A drawn-on compass, and that's it, would have been more useful than this weird square but hexagonal system of uh, information that they gave you. There, w- there was a big grid that had a bunch of rooms, and between these rooms, you'd see lines. These lines would connect them, but the problem was that those lines were not relative to, to their location in the actual room that you were in. So let's say you were in segment H1, and H1 has a line that leads to uh, A2, B7, and C6. And uh, on the map, it looks like A to the left, B goes upward, and C goes to the right. Those are not at all relative to where they are. You don't don't start looking up to look for the for the door for B. The door might be somewhere on the left for A, but it's not a guarantee. If anything, That's... that one might be up on top in the middle or something. Those those lines denote a connection. They don't denote relativity, though. Yeah, and that's that awful. is that is the exact opposite of what you want a map to do. Yeah, it's not like this isn't a map. This is maybe like a pathway guide at best. I don't know what that really is, though. <laughs> and especially because in that map that I saw, there were no details in what each area was. It was just like, here's a block with A2 on it, A3. Yeah, each so was like, just designated like a grid location. Yeah, and a, it didn't help A through H, 1 through 6. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I like to think I'm not too picky, but maybe it's just that developers are getting better because when I do find a game that has these issues, I just don't have the patience for it. There's so many games now, it's like, I don't want to waste time on one that's just awful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if a game doesn't even work, for instance, like, if it just keeps crashing, I, I don't have the time to figure out why it's crashing unless it really genuinely is something on my part. The developer is the one that's supposed to be fixing these things, you know? Yeah, if, it, if, I, can't, if I can't do a Google search a real quick Google search and get that, like, a, a constant crash fix within, like, one or two, you know, hits, like, right there. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go through the game. But, yeah, like I said, um, well, as for the question of, like, how long do you give a time, bef- uh, how long do you give, how much time do you give a game before you just stop? Like I said, it's, it's just about the fun factor for me. Um, I'm not going to just throw myself against the wall hoping the game gets better, you know? If it doesn't pull me in pretty quickly... I just probably won't ever go back to it. Like, it, 
like I said, there's too many other games that really deserve, you know, people's time. And that's a valuable thing, you know, the, the world, you know, you're only going to be around for so long. Don't waste your time playing bad games. Like, you, Lisa, you said had crashes. Yeah, as poorly done as some of the very important elements and basic elements, uh, Lisa has done them. What is it? What is the guy dingling? Yeah. As poorly as some of those things that he implemented are, oh my god, I am not going to stop playing this game. Every time I've played, I have had to reset it. I have had to quit out, close the game, and then restart it because it crashed. The menu stopped showing up. Some of the buttons stopped doing their intended function. Yeah. Um, it, there's kind of <laughs> one fight I started alone with a dead guy. So as soon as I got into the fight... I, it, it just, I was immediately defeated. That seems like it's something that should have been a pre-checked or something <laughs> like that. Something There are some weird progression issues sometimes and some really messed up bugs that'll happen. But like I said, none of this is absolute. Uh, the game is still, when it is working and when it's doing what basic little functions it's supposed to do, it's doing them like, th- that. oh man, just Lisa is a good game. Yeah. Lisa is such a good game being a good game right now and I'm going to put up with these issues that it has because it merits it it totally is worth going through these things another example from this episode alone Friday the 13th like I said the online has problems some people I don't know if they haven't been able to play at all or if they just have to wait a long time to get into a match yeah the reviews are back and forth yeah game over Greggy he's not a reviewer he works at a a kind of funny games Mm -hmm. I'm sorry game over uh, Greg Miller, that was his uh, Twitter thing. Yeah. Um, he, I saw some tweets saying he was waiting for a while to get into a match, and then I think he found one and it kicked him out. But I saw another tweet shortly after saying, this game is amazing, I'm addicted, I love it. It's like with Guardians of the Galaxy, like if um, episode one, we said they had some issues. Right. I don't remember those issues specifically. I remember enjoying it. I remember listening to the music in the episode. Okay. I remember having fun with it, you know? Right. I don't remember right. the bad things. That's, I think, the important thing is that even if the game has issues, because no game's perfect, uh, Zelda's weapons break. That's annoying, but everything else about the game overshadows it. You know, if a game is first and foremost fun, then it's it, doing it job. has the leeway to have problems, you know? Yeah, because it sucks how much uh, money can get poured into some of these projects, and it seems like nobody remembered to make sure the game was still fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, even the Jason, the Friday the 13th example again. Somebody, I was looking at some forums and comments. One person was touting uh, the end of the world, basically, for this developer, claiming the developer had, like, misled people and was failing to do their job and, you know, just... The, the, the kind of person you're going to see uh, every once in a while online. But if if what other people are saying, that the game is as fun as it is and it's as addicting as people say it is, and the developer's working hard to make sure that this happened, that, you know, that it's working, I don't see that being the case, that, that, that this is the end for them. Like, it was a mistake, yes, but if they made a fun game, I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know. The word's going to get out, people are going to buy it, and it's going to get fixed, and... It's, it's gonna it'll succeed because it's fun you know so yes games can have things that that are very frustrating and just take the fun away and that's really the thing of it you know you don't stop playing a game because there's arbitrary barriers because there's crashes because it's kind of unfair you stop playing it because those things make it unfun you know that's very well said there 
Thank you. Everyone's got their breaking point, and sometimes there are other things that will make up for the things that would normally cause you to reach that point. Yeah. Overwatch is a lot of fun. Playing with friends, amazing. I stopped playing it for a month. Um, it wasn't that I was frustrated. I just needed a break from it, you know? And it wasn't necessarily because of any of those things. I don't think it does anything poorly. Sometimes it can get frustrating just because I'm, you know, fighting people I that agree. are better it than me. I agree. It is the perfect game. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it wasn't... I don't even think that it wasn't fun. It just... I needed a break from it. I walked away from the game for a while. Coming back to it, it's still fun, you know? Uh, it drew me back in somehow. Probably because of Callista. Um, she keeps asking us to play. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shut like up, I said. Shut up, Callista. No, don't. Okay. It's fun. Fun is the, the thing. It's not what makes you stop playing the game. It's what makes you keep playing it. And it's fun. Uh, but you know what? Those are just our opinions. I would really, really, this, on this issue particularly, love to hear what you guys have to say. Email us at gamegopodcast at gmail.com or let us know in a comment for this Um on the GameGoPodcast.com website. You're further encouraged to email if you agree with me. Yes. Actually, we also want to get our Twitter a little more active. Um, if you have a quick 140-character opinion, uh, just tag us at, uh, at GameGo11. Uh, and we'll see your message and probably reply. If you have a not-so-quick message you want to send us, maybe it's an image, you can send it to us at our Instagram at GameGoPodcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, this is definitely a topic worth discussing. Uh, hopefully, Nikki, we expect to hear from you, both of you. Um, and, uh, yeah, this has been the Game Go podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we feel like. I'm your host, Sonrith, and with me, as always, is Hate Bit Hero. Hate Bit Hero. We'll see you guys next time. Game Go. Game Go. Game Go. But, um, uh, um, it's kind of, yeah, you know, okay, uh, um, and, uh, 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 when, uh, and, um, you're, you're very light and like, and, um, um, uh, the, uh, uh, Neo Geo, uh, Metal Slug. So, and yeah, uh, um, they just are these. Um, 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 so...